Hi, I'm Todd with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before this episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast is created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversations. We want to help promote a variety of breweries and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer and beer to just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. And along with us today is producer Carter. Because touch them all, Joe. Joe. You'll never get a bigger home run in your life. Love it. I love that. So in today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Counterpoint Brewing Co. in Kitchener, Ontario. Yeah. And we're going to try two of their beers today. The first is Bon Iver, which is a cran orange wheat. And the second is Everlasting Love, which is a hazy IPA. And of course, they like to play on music. So to round out the episode, we're going to talk about our musical interests. All right, and we're back. So we're talking about Counterpoint, which is located just off of Victoria Street North, or Highway 7 in Kitchener, Ontario. It's located on Frederick Street, and owned by two individuals, one being Graham Kobayashi, and the other is Rich Herzig. Nice. So uh, Graham and Rich actually met by chance one day. So um, they were playing a squash game, and since then, they've partnered and created Counterpoint. And interesting, uh, you know, kind of tidbit about them is that Other than being owners of the brewery, Rich is an opera singer and Graham is actually a contractor. So kind of an interesting, you know, collision of individuals and and, and occupations that they have. Or one would say an interesting collaboration. Oh, Ah, I wonder if we're going to see something interesting like that in the brews. Yeah, right? we like just taking two different things and, and making it work. Right? We'll have to find out. Gotta yeah. love the cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> a rewarding part of their, watching the brewery come to fruition is being able to serve beer to their community. And obviously, we've touched on previous breweries in the past about how they want to be community based, and this brewery is no different. Right? Yeah. So they actually chose the name Counterpoint because it basically has to do with playing two melodies together. So that kind of comes, you know, from Rich's musical background. So it, I think it's a really nice name and and really draws on their heritage kind right. of thing. Yeah. So I didn't realize you're such a music connoisseur, so it's nice that you knew Well, that. maybe we'll find out later in our final episode whether I am a music Ooh, connoisseur or not. another yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> People are just getting hinted at a lot of things right now. You have to listen to the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. So it's uh, good to kind of note... <clears throat> if you will. <laughs> I, see what you did there, right? there, I think there'll be lots of puns this episode. There, it maybe, might yeah. be a punny episode. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the, the title, you, I think you kind of understood where we we're going to go with this, right? Yeah. Um, so music plays a huge role throughout their, your, their whole entire brewery, right? So that's um, it's instrument-inspired names of the beers, the logo itself. And so when you look at the logo, and I didn't know this until I did a bit of research on it, it's actually... I, two piano keys, kind of yeah. three piano three, keys. Yeah. If, you, if you take the t- the two whites and, and, and the one, black the key, one yeah. black key as well. So I didn't realize that until I saw it, and then I'm like, oh, okay, this is all coming together, right? So um, has anybody been before? I think I am the only one who has been there before. I believe um, you are, producer. Car- producer Carter hasn't either. So. I have not. No, right. no. Neither so I've I. actually been there, I believe, three times. Uh, the first time was pre-untapped, mostly when they opened. I can't remember the exact date. 
because um, you know I didn't have the log in my little black book. Right. Uh, the second time I was there was just to pick up a couple beers. Uh, actually, the week before everything locked down. Okay. And then I was actually so almost there. a year and a bit ago. Then yeah, a year and a yeah. bit ago. Yes. And then uh, the third time I was there was in January. Um, they had a couple beers that I was really really interested in, so I figured I'd uh, check them out. So one of those was actually the Cool Jazz, uh, which is a Imperial Double Stout, which was very, very tasty. Okay. Just so you know. I, I believe, let me just stop you there for a second. Haven't you been there a fourth time? Didn't you just go there? Uh-huh, I did. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> did mean, you forget I, I, about that? <laughs> I mean, that was, you know, a long, long time ago. So, uh, yeah, I did, guess I did forget about it. Yeah. I was saying three times that did not have anything to do with what we're doing right now. Okay. All right. Fair Does that enough. make sense? Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Do you want to continue with anything else? Do you want me to? Not really. Okay. So if we're looking at it, uh, one of their kind of cool systems that they have with their beer, which is different than um, any other brewery that I've seen, is they have a three-tiered system. So I'm going to talk just kind of briefly what that is, and then maybe we can kind of piece it apart and we'll each take one, two, or three. Yeah. Perfect. So the goal of their three-tiered um, system is to showcase information about the style, the ingredients, the brewing process, and any kind of experience that you can kind of expect. So um, it's very important to them that each individual that comes into the brewery has something that they can enjoy. Right. And so that plays well, dovetails really well with this three-tiered system. So um, a tier one beer as for the classification. Chris, do you want to go with uh, tier one? Yeah. So it's approachable, friendly, and Yummy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like yummy beers? I love a yummy beer. Yeah. Um, so these are basically beers that welcome you to the world of craft beer. So we've, okay. we've talked about this quite a bit, whether that's your lager, your pilsner, um, just something that you may be used to to like kind of get you the in. training wheels kind of yeah right exactly and basically it it gives your taste but taste buds a refreshing break um if you're a veteran beer lover right yeah so their tier two is uh developed nuanced and layered yeah yeah i bet you think thought i was gonna screw that word up weren't you weren't you <laughs> layered, Not layered, layered nuanced. or nuanced, <laughs> <laughs> nuanced. <laughs> or developed so yeah. <laughs> these beers will give you something to think about to remember and to in- Thoroughly enjoy. Oh wow, you got that one. Okay, <laughs> I can read. Yes. And, and tier and tier three um, could be the Brett Pfeiffer special um, is extra special and nothing held back. So I think that kind of works really well with the, the personality, right? Yes, um, it's beer that was made for extra love um, and attention, and will give you something to analyze and dissect. So uh, I, don't know. I don't know if I was made with extra love and attention though. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. I don't know. (laughs) So those are the three tiers that they have. And when you go onto their uh, website and you're going to do some maybe online shopping of their beers, um, they do have a little moniker beside it that that does say what tier it belongs to. So you know kind of what you're getting into. If you're a um, kind of new to the craft beer, you might want to go with a tiered one. And if you look and you say, well, no, I'm a craft beer connoisseur, uh, maybe a tier three. Yeah. And for the two beers that we do today, maybe we'll shout out which which tier they are. For sure. And it also goes back to the price point, too. So uh, tier one, it's going to be a little bit lower, where if you get into tier three, it's going to be obviously a little extra special. might be a little bit uh, more of a price point there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a good good point. And they do uh, brew pretty small, like not huge batches, and brew often so that they have a constantly rotating selection of taps and bottles. So I I think on Untapped, they have like 130 beers or something like that. So that kind of shows that they're they're constantly producing new beers in a small batch. Again, it's one of those things that's a lot of 
one-offs, but at the same time, if anything is really, really intriguing, they'll, they'll definitely bring it back or, you know, put an extra little uh, twist into uh, yeah. that certain beer. Uh, speaking of Counterpoint, the one thing that they're uh, participating in is the Indigenous Brew Day. Nice. And uh, they're actually going to have some proceeds of their beers. Uh, be raised to be supporting the Healing of the Seven Generations, okay. which is an organization that assists First Peoples residing in the region of Waterloo and surrounding areas. And they work with individuals and families who are suffering with the intergenerational impacts of the residential school system. Okay, yeah. Nice. Just so you know. And, and yeah. that's great because we talk about all the time when we talk about our breweries on this on our episodes about giving back right. and giving back to different charities or different communities so this is just another example of another brewery giving back so with that being said um, purchase their beers and you can do that so they're actually starting province-wide shipping uh shortly right yes they so, are so that's another opportunity then to support uh their causes the indigenous brew day mm-hmm. um purchase their beers you should be able to do that shortly through um their website and that, that's pro- province-wide shipping right? and i will say that I, i've never been disappointed in any of their beers i've had uh, four or five of them and they've all been really really good and i'm looking forward to trying a couple more today as well right which so it'll be very exciting so if you can't go ahead and purchase province-wide there there's another option right by actually going to the brewery right and so what, what what's that look like yes yeah, so when you actually go into the brewery you're gonna have to walk up a few steps Okay. <laughs> just, just FYI, you're gonna walk away. Get your, your exercise in. Yeah, get your exercise in. They actually have a cool uh, thing in terms of a QR code when you have to do through the, go through the COVID screening. Okay. So oh. you actually open up your camera on your uh, phone, you know, scan the um, barcode, and then all of a sudden, then you'll fill out uh, the questions that you need, and then you can walk in and buy whatever you want to buy. Okay. And, and other ways that they're going to be kind of opening things up there, uh, Chris, do you want to discuss that? Yeah, so I know, I know last year they did, uh, you know, the patio on their parking lot, which, again, we've talked about many breweries doing. And I, I would imagine that be that they'll be doing that in the future because they're looking to do that uh, full time, uh, obviously, with city permit approval. So um, hopefully cities around Ontario are, are kind of allowing establishments to do that again. And so basically... You know, we've talked quite a bit about them, but we're going to link their information on our social media so you can check them out for yourself. Are you guys looking forward to this pun? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go uh, tickle the ivories in terms of tasting these beers coming up. All right, and we are back. So again, thanks to Graham at Counterpoint for the beers on today's episode. Thank you, Graham. Yeah, come thank on, you, Graham. Yes. It was a good time meeting you, for sure. Make sure you say your thank yous, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. So the first beer is Bon Iver, which is actually Bon Hiver. Um, and so you're going to see when we post it, there's going to be an H in front in brackets. It's a play on words, and we'll get to that in a second. So it is a crayon orange wheat. It's a 6.1 ABV and a 34 IBU, which is not actually... Um, listed, I believe, on their website. I didn't see any of the IBUs listed. Really? Right. So I, I pulled that from Untap. Another reason why we we go to Untap. Oh, I thought you just figured it out yourself. Yeah, I actually taste like, that. Mm, <laughs> this that I seems tasted like yet. that. Yeah, just <laughs> on the site alone. So the the name of the beer itself is actually a shout out to Bon Iver, who's an American folk singer. So I don't know if anybody's listened to Skinny Love. 
I have yeah. not. Would you like to play me like a little tidbit of that song or uh, sing it for I, me? I, I won't. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a play on the uh, the folk singer, and also Bon Hiver is uh, French translation into English as Good Winter. So it's a nice play on words all the way around, and I um, appreciate kind of the complexities to it and kind of the layers of it. Right? Who doesn't like a good play on words, right? Yeah, yeah, and like we mentioned, it kind of um, leverages the the musical background that we right. talked about. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, uh, officially the second annual cranberry orange beer from counterpoint. Uh, it has a light, fluffy, pale pink head. And mm-hmm. this year's version is presented as a zippy, bright, wind, bright wheat beer. <laughs> uh, zippy! Lots of, lots of crazy words there. Yeah. Uh, the cranberries and mandarin orange zest almost masks its own beer like qualities, giving yeah. it more of a sparkling cran orange teeny Esque flavor profile. <laughs> thank ex- God! Thank God! I didn't get that. This is a lot of crazy words for me I'm right ex- now. <laughs> I'm excited for it, just based off the description itself, right? Yeah, and so it is intended to be a wintry beer without okay. being a dark beer. So that again, kind of goes back to the Boney Bear, the the Good Winter. Um, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm through that. that was a great, Time to get great, beer. That was a great sway, segue. Not swagway. Segway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're falling apart at the seeds. All right. Isn't that happening? Anyway, yeah. um, as Tyler mentioned earlier, he pulled some uh, information off Untapped. And hey, did you guys realize that we're Untapped? Yeah. Are Amazing. We? Yeah. Amazing. And you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Uh, so the overall rating for this Bon Hiver. I think I got that right. Yeah. I've heard you only say it 10 times already, so I feel like I should, right? It's 3.91 bottle caps out of five and a total of 33 check-ins. Right. All right. So this is, I think, the time to settle uh, Chris's nerves, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Let's open her up. Ooh. Good score there. (laughs) So we are drinking this wheat beer out of a Wisen glass. Uh, So make sure that you use your proper glassware. All right. And so this uh, is coming out of a bottle. Yes. And it is, it's 500 milliliters, I believe, right? That is correct. Nice. Yep. Literally says it on the bottle. 500 milliliters. Um, (laughs) This actually is in the green formation of their bottle. So they have, I believe, you know what? No, I don't believe it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not gonna okay. say Not gonna, I good, don't believe it. Good point. Uh, the, the, the label is green is what you're saying. Yes, yes, I'm a man of many, many words that if you put them together in a sentence, make absolutely no sense. All right. So Interesting. T- taking a look at this beer, um, we've had a beer similar to this, right? Yeah. The, just, by, uh, just by like optics, I guess. Yeah. The So we had the Pinky Pledge from Lot 10. I believe that was episode four. So that was a, a raspberry wheat beer. And it actually does have a very similar... Uh, look to it the color of this beer is very very nice it is nice say. and looking at this glassware it's it's beautiful glassware i do have a nick mm. in mind i don't know if you notice this but in mind there is a nick so it's not my fault um mm. i'm just mm. letting you is know it, is it proper mm. if you have a nick in it or no I, I i guess it can still if it still holds the liquid then it can still okay. be proper yeah. you're not gonna have a, like a little bit of a leak come out shortly? Uh, well we're gonna find <laughs> out so uh head retention on this um i poured it in kind of fast and vigorous and mine mine's kind of holding there yeah a little bit. me too um, I poured mine a little bit slower, and as you can tell, I have a lot less retention than you, you guys do. do. Yeah, just sure. an FYI. 
color of it is it's beautiful. It's a beautiful color. I think when we go back to that pinky pledge color, I think this is kind of more like it's it's darker, more of a cranberry color. It's not yeah. as clear, right? So, that would make sense, cranberry versus the raspberry one that we had right yes. previously. But I mean, like just like a darker cranberry color. Correct. Than, yes. than a it's a raspberry. darker cranberry. Yeah, cranberry and and on the nose, I do kind of get like the the tartness of a cranberry. Um, yeah. Almost right. smells like a sour beer, so we'll see if there's any sour in it. Okay. I, I doubt it'll be sour, but we'll see how that comes through. For sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, with that gong noise uh, from an accidental uh, mic hit from Chris, uh, I guess we should probably. I just was start like, consuming. either Chris is here or the Undertaker's here. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh, drink into it, boys. Cheers. Yes, that's quite good. I like that. Interesting. I definitely am getting, um, so it's a cran orange wheat. I'm getting cranberry up front and then orange kind of on the back end. Yes. It's more one of those uh, unique New York beers, if you will, in terms of, you don't really see this very often in terms of being cranberry and orange in a beer. No. You see some like orange is a big style with in terms of wheat beers, but you never see cranberry be thrown in or cranberry orange together. No, I can't think of a, a beer that I've had with cranberry in it. Uh, but like I mentioned, it smelt kind of sour from the cranberry I'm, or tart. I'm not right. getting no. really tartness from it. No, it is a very, it, it, it is a wheat beer. Like I, yeah. I, I get the wheat beer aspect of it. Um, I think it kind of subdues the overall like cranberry flavor. Like I get cranberry, I, I get an orange, but not like a whole lot. Yeah, of, of I either. agree. So I think that's maybe pushing the the wheat. I think it's through, subtle right? on both, but it's noticeable, right? Yeah. In terms, of you you get both the cranberry. Like nothing is going to stand out to you, right. but you know it's there, right? And, and uh, producer Carter coming in with this, and I was thinking the same thing. Usually wheat beers, you get that. Like with with Witta beers, you get kind of like a banana and clove flavor, which we're I'm not getting any of that anyways. I, I, I'm getting a little bit a of little it. bit? Okay. I'm getting a little bit of just kind of like that banana kind of flavor coming through a, a little bit, but I think that's just because, again, the cranberry's not overpowering, the orange isn't overpowering, mm-hmm. but I think on the back end, it really settles itself down to fit right into that kind of like wheat beer kind of wheelhouse. Yeah. I was going to ask, in terms of the banana flavor, are you getting it on the front end or the back end? No, it's more on the back end. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's just because it's when it sits... Is it really holds that kind of like wheat beer kind of uh, yeah. profile? So now, the, now the that I took another salad. sip, yeah. now that I took another yeah. sip, I I am getting like the very very tinge of banana, like little bit at the end, not too much. And I can see producer uh, Carter being like, "No, just no, no." Shaking his head, you're gonna have I was some like, neck well, issues. You know what? If he wanted to speak. <laughs> we give you a microphone and All there's right. a reason why we don't and, and, and producer Carter does like his wheat beers right so he I, does I, I very much enjoy he, he may be more of an expert than the rest of us on wheat beers and I when we talk about kind of like the drinkability of it it's it's an easy drinking kind of beer I don't think it's it's, too, it's not complex so it goes down pretty good right so yeah uh, let's get to the top five uh, flavor pro- profiles so I'll run this one I think uh, you guys ran the last two last uh, episodes so the first one smooth and I'll wait for the comments. Yes. Pink yes. It goes it down very, very smooth. smooth. Yeah. It is smooth. Uh, tart is number two. Uh, it is a little bit tart, but I, 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 I would have it in the top five. I wouldn't have it as two. It'd be more I, like a four or five there. Agree with uh, that. But definitely within the top five for sure. Right. Okay. Um, number three is orange. That would yeah. be number two for me. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd maybe move orange, and then the next mm-hmm. one, just to kind of like put them together, is cranberry. I'd maybe move actually cranberry above orange, yes, and I'd I would probably too. have smooth cranberry, orange, and then tart. Yep, and that's exactly where I'd go, yeah. We've actually changed the uh, the direction of uh, Producer Carter's head, moving left to right, is now uh, north-south. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Carter is in... Now in agreement. <laughs> in agreement, uh, which is good. And then number five is juicy. Um, anybody got any input on that one? It almost seems like it is a little bit juicy, like in terms of. You haven't already had like the um, ocean spray, like cranberry orange juice. Yeah, yeah. 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 It does seem like I know it's not actually in the beer itself, but it, t- <laughs> it does seem like it tastes a little bit like that. Right, right. just yeah. a you I know, can see that. Yeah. version, yeah. if you will, an alcoholic yeah. version. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so producer uh, Carter says possibly taking the juicy out and going maybe with something that's more floral. I'm not getting the floral aspect of it. I, I think that might be. Uh, I, I don't know his palate, but again, that might be that banana flavor. I, I could see banana yeah. and floral kind of getting mixed up there a little bit. Maybe. Uh, for for me, it's it's more the banana, but I believe for Carter, it's, it is floral. Perfect. He likes so, his flowers. What can you say? So in the three-tier system, yeah. what do we have for this one here? So this one is actually a tier two. So that's okay. kind of, obviously, in a three-tier system, it's middle of the pack. Uh, so it's not, you know, kind of that introduction introductory beer still struggling a little bit on my on my wording um (laughs) but it's also not one of those ones that you're only gonna drink if you're like a a craft beer connoisseur Mm -hmm. okay all right good to know yeah to know so good why don't we check out what the people on Untapped that have had this are saying about it? Sure. So I had the first one, and it comes from Tyler W., and his username is Weebs44. Nice name. Right? Good, good name. Yeah, like yeah. That? Great first name. Thought you'd like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> on February 7th, said, I like this beer. Great blend of flavors between the cranberries and the orange. Was surprised how much cranberry flavor was noticeable with how overpowering orange flavor usually is in most beers. And he yeah. gave it a four to five. Okay. Yeah, no, so that, that's, I think, a good point, too. And we kind of talked sure. about that with orange beers and not really having this combination. So, yeah, good point. Um, I've got the next one. So, we got Sean T. Uh, the handle is Sean Tilo, T E L O. And commented on January 8th crushable, light, not sweet, not too tart. I give it a 4.25 out of 5. What are your thoughts on that one, guys? I'm pretty much in agreement. It's it's not terribly sweet, but it does, it does drink pretty light. Yeah. Um, it almost feels like it drinks. Lighter than a six point one. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. Point, I, I, actually, I was gonna yeah. say like this is that's actually true. a pretty high ABV for a wheat beer, right. and it doesn't hit you at yep. a six point one. And I get the I, name I, behind I it. I forgot. About I get that, the sorry. name behind it about the Bonhi- Bonivea. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like this is more of a summer beer than a winter beer, in terms of my personal palate preference. It, in a way, I mean, cranberry is kind of notorious with kind of the winter season and, and christmas time right yeah. christmas yeah. time and we looked at that with our last producer special with uh the um the stout right it was a cranberry stout as yep. well so you see that so i can see where you're coming with that but i think that's because it's a lighter beer it's a wheat beer so you do get the summer vibes yeah maybe we just call uh split the difference and say it's a it's a good spring beer there yeah. you go nah. well, maybe it's a fall and, beer. and we're almost at spring <laughs> so compromise <laughs> all right so, so Brett, you, you yeah, want to get going i'll start the ratings off yeah. um I feel as though, again, I was touching back on Sean's comment, it being crushable, you know, it's not sweet, not too tart, incredibly light. I concur with all that. Um, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Nice. So um, I I definitely agree with the the two comments that we've had as well. And I'm not a huge fan of wheat beers in general, but this is probably one of the best ones that I've had. I'm going to go 
uh, 4.25. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a, that's good. Yeah. Um, when I'm looking at it on the same sort of way, I'm not a big wheat beer kind of guy because of that banana flavor, but it yeah. is subdued in this. So I'm going to be coming in with a 4.0, and the producer is going to give it a 3.0 rating. Um, and yet again, that could be seen because depending on how you rate your beers, uh, the mm-hmm. producer does enjoy a lot of wheat beers, and so this might be not high up in the wheat beers, right? and so it, it might be a little bit further down. So, um, Fife, what's yeah. that give the team? So start? I've seen these, uh, I've you know, done the math, calculated it in my head. Good. And actually gives us a uh, overall rating of 3.81. Okay. So should we round down to 3.75? Sounds good to me. Yep. Does that work? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. All right. Well, uh, this was a nice beer, but we're going to play into the next beer. And uh, we're back. Yeah, Because, you know, we reviewed two beers. So this is the second beer we're going to do. Let's go. And it is the Everlasting Love, which is a hazy IPA, which is their brand, 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 brand new release. How brand new? Like (laughs) spanking brand new. Nice. Super brand new. As close to brand new as you could get. Okay. It has an ABV of 7.3% and 41 IBUs. Nice. And it is a hazy East Coast style IPA. And it's brewed with a hopper full of hoppy hops. So what you're saying here is this is an Easter beer. Yes, hoppy. it's a it's a hoppy Easter beer, hoppy, hoppy, hoppy. and the the hoppy hops that they use are Centennial, Amarillo, and Vic Secret. Oh, oh whoa, whoa, oh, well, Victoria, right. Vic, Vic Secret. There's a Vic Secret and Victoria Secret. Yes, I like Vic Secret better. That is a good hop. Or we'll find we'll out. Find out yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. All right. So yeah, this uh, this beer's got uh, notes of nectarine, ripe plum. Uh, as opposed to a non-ripe plum, so it's good that the uh, that description it's good that they use ripe, ripe plums. is good. Yeah. yeah, a touch of pine along with a low-key underlying citrus. Okay, so interesting. This beer, right, everlasting love, is a song. So again, tying into that music uh, kind of theme. Yes, by Carl Carlton back in 1968, or so I believe. Can okay. you sing us a bit of that? Open up your eyes, and then you'll realize here I stand with my everlasting love. You guys wow. know it? I, I do, but I don't think you sang the right tune. But Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know what? That's all right. So uh, <laughs> we're going to find out as, as we move forward with this. But on Untapped, when we get to our reviews, there was only two check-ins with this. It is brand, 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 brand new. Spanking new. Yep. So I heard. <laughs> and so with that being said, there will be a 0.00. Um, Which is also what I rate Tyler's singing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> wow. Well, we'll go back uh, maybe and we'll uh, take clips of everybody singing. Uh, we just need Brett to sing one too. So. I yeah. did actually. Okay, there we go. We got all three of us. So we'll, we'll Episode cl- seven. Check it out. We're going to clip that up maybe uh, for a future episode. Uh, maybe a producer special. Maybe. <laughs> so we need more people drinking this beer to get a rating. And so we're going to have four additional uh, ratings for that. So, yeah, yeah, that'll be good. So we'll check that out in a second. So let's uh, grab your beers and uh, apparently uh, close your ears when I sing. And let's (laughs) open her up. Yeah, this is a way better thing than you singing. Good Lord. That was painful to the ears, the um, my mouth just to like. I wanted to say a lot Your of things. Mouth. Yeah, what's what's my singing? Because I wanted to stop you like immediately, but okay. I couldn't yeah. because you kept going. Yeah, well, it was a good song. So everybody check that song out because as I said, it is a good song. It's a good song, just not when it's sung by you. Right. Well, I'll get I'll get in here and say that uh, we are drinking this IPA out of an IPA glass. Nice. That does make sense, doesn't make, it? Make make sure to use the proper glassware. 
big pour here. Just so you know, there's no double IPA glasses, no red IPA glasses, just a straight IPA glass. Is there a hazy IPA glass? Well, depends. No, I think we've gone through this before, right? I think we've gone after, after you drink five or six, every glass becomes hazy. <laughs> yeah. I think I've made that joke before, too, have we not? Probably. I think so. Um, Maybe, uh, who knows? <laughs> uh, I, I've poured this beer. I've got a nice little head on it. and Very uh, big head retention. I'll here. let you know yeah. this smells absolutely delicious. I haven't got my nose into it yet. Oh, yeah. With the size you know what? of it, you I think I would have. sharing agreements with you, Chris. This does smell lovely. It smells super citrusy. This is like exactly what yeah. I want when I pour a hazy IPA. Right. I'm glad this is exactly what you want. Hopefully, it'll be exactly what you want when you taste it. Yes, I hope so too. Beautiful color to it. It's got that, again, that hazy citrusy kind of look to it. So stereotypical of a hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. But um, it just looks like a beer I just want to drink all of. Like it already has that look to me. Have yes. you drank a beer that you didn't want to drink all of? Well, yes, I have before. Yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> right? But did, definitely. You, did you still drink all of it? I, There's yeah, been a know. couple beers I've thrown out. I'm not going to mention the breweries or the names of those yeah. beers. Yeah, don't do that. But I've definitely us. thrown a couple out because they're horrendous. Wow. I don't know if I actually have, to be honest with you. Fun fact, the uh, person that uh, brewed the beer, I had to talk to about that because I said, I couldn't finish that because it was so bad. And the brewer's like, well, I brewed that. So I was like... <laughs> Making friends. Yeah, let's talk about uh, an interesting uh, conversation Pfeiffer, we had to have. B Pfeiffer fourteen. Out well, of well, we're we're a little bit uh, way off track here. Um, so bring us back, baby. Let, let's get back to this beer. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, we talked about the 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 aromas of it. We talked about the color. I think very hazy. Um, I, I think we should taste it. Okay, let's do it. Hey, just gonna let you know, this isn't a bottle. Okay. It's purple. Not anymore. And also... It's in my glass. They do note that uh, it was their second year anniversary, so thanks for celebrating two years with them. So, a toast to them, if you will. A toast. Cheers. Yeah, that's everything I want in a hazy IPA and more. Just going to say that now. All right. Thoughts. Thoughts, gentlemen. What you thinking? That is really good. Um... Yeah, it, it's got, they mentioned a little bit of pine. There's definitely a tiny bit of pine that I'm getting kind of um, on the back end. But yeah, this is really exactly what I want in a hazy IPA. Right. Yeah, a 500 milliliter bottle. And what do you say it was? Seven point something? 7.3%. That's right. And Facts. Check it. I don't, I don't taste that alcohol either. Right? Wait till you're halfway through. I'll, I might feel it, but I certainly don't taste. No, you don't taste. I it. don't I, taste I the that, alcohol, yeah. right? Um, again, you get that heavy citrus kind of um, up front in the in the in the flavor of it, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's why hazy IPAs for me get very very dangerous mm-hmm. because, as you pointed out, you can't really can't taste the alcohol content involved with it, yeah. especially when it's damn damn good like this one. And they go right. down really easily, really smooth, really easily. Oh, I could. I'm not gonna chug it, but I could if I really wanted yeah. to. I just probably wouldn't be able to drive home, and, <laughs> and that would be really unbeneficial for where we are. Yeah, we don't want that. I don't want you to hang out. And, and it is a, probably a little bit more bitter than your typical hazy IPA. I would say because usually the hazy IPAs are less bitter than like a West Coast, for example. <laughs> um, but nothing that's gonna be off-putting. Right. No, there, there's nothing off-putting about this beer at all. Um, I think the only thing I could pinpoint that I'd want 
you know, this beer to be in is off the tap. Right. That's that's really it. And it'd be interesting to see. I know there's a couple places that have this on tap in the Kitchener area. Um, it'd be interesting to taste it off the tap, but I'm really enjoying it in the bottle. Well, actually, yeah. not in the bottle anymore. It's in it's my in glass. glass. From the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah from sure. the bottle. Thank you. So Thank when you. we go to the uh, top five flavor profiles, there are none listed. Right. So we, we mm. actually get to shape this. Like, we, we, <laughs> get to, we get to make this decision. Influencers, yeah. if you will. So um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Let's let's uh, kind of go through it. So we do have producer uh, Carter's up there. Yeah, he's pretty much filled it out for us. Well, so we should just <laughs> we should let him go at so it. So let, let, right? let's read off producer Carter's. Then, so Chris, you want to do that? Yeah, and so then we'll just see if we agree or if we think there's any kind of variant to it. Uh, number one, he's he's going with citrus. I totally agree with 100% that. Hundred percent agree. Yes. Um, smooth. We kind of talked about that already. It's definitely a really yeah. smooth beer. It goes down smoother than the uh, Bon Hiver or Bon Iver mm-hmm. earlier that we had. I find. Especially considering the style, right? Yes. Like you would yes. expect a wheat right. beer to go down pretty smooth, but a hazy IPA not necessarily. Um, yeah. But this one is certainly going down smooth. For sure. Uh, number three is hoppy, and I, I totally agree with that. Um, piney, number four. And uh, he's kind of given us six. So he's saying yeah. piney slash yeah. juicy and then bitter. I'm going with the uh, juicy versus the piney. It mm-hmm. could just be personal preference, no. but I like a juicier IPA versus more of a piney no. one. Would I- you suggest maybe doing juicy over hoppy? Huh. Um, switching yeah, out I, three, I, think, I think I would switch that, yeah. Because I think, I think it's more juicier than hoppy. I think citrus yeah. and smooth are one, too, most definitely. But I would yeah, say I'd juicy, hoppy, then a little, a little bit bitter on the back end. Not For too, sure. too yeah. much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind a little bit of bitterness on the back no, end. No, too. no, no. I, I agree with that. I just, when I look at it, I don't think it's, I think it's juicier than piney, but then I also think it's juicier than hoppy. So I would do the citrus, smooth, juicy, hoppy, bitter. That'd be my five. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think, I, I think we're totally in agreement. Okay. And just so everybody is out there is aware, this is actually a tier two beer. So tier we two? had two right. tier, uh, tier two beers. See, now I'm like Chris. I'm having problems with my words. Um, <laughs> happens to the best of us. But producer Carter is thinking it might be more. It should be more of a tier three because it's more of a connoisseur beer due to right. the seven point three percent and the amount of hoppiness. That's uh, seven point three. There's some complexities to it, so it's not just a very straightforward kind of like lager pilsner. Maybe a tier one. We saw that cranberry orange weed as a tier two. This might. Kind of be in a in a field of its own, maybe at the step up. So yeah. I could see it going maybe a two or three. I, I could see it being even like between a two and a three. You, I, I would yeah. imagine they're kind of if they brewed a double IPA, it might kind of be in that tier three. But I I agree. I think we're straddling the line between two and three. And I've yeah. had a couple of their two of their actually a tier three beers. One of them being the Cool Jazz, as I mentioned earlier, which was the Imperial Coconut Stout. Right. That definitely fits into that tier three uh, category right. of being completely out there but also being really complex in terms of the flavors but you get everything out of it right yeah and but i think back to this beer obviously yeah and i think as we're kind of going through it is maybe this is a, a, a tier two because it is a very i don't want to say like a straightforward or generic kind of ipa because it isn't it, it's got its own kind of like je ne sais quoi as we've talked about in the past yeah um but maybe because it is exactly an ipa is it doesn't there's not a whole lot of adjuncts to it. It's, it's not complex. It's it's a very much an IPA, but an IPA done really well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I so. definitely agree. So uh, we should probably get into some thoughts from the untapped users. Uh, oh. So this would be... Enlighten me, please. Uh, pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we mentioned there's 
a grand total of two. Two check-ins. Uh, two, yeah. yeah. So um, That doesn't amount to many, that's for sure. The the first one, so the first person to check in this beer was Seagy, uh, uh, and the handle is Seagy as well, S-I-E-G-Y. Right. On February 27th, um, didn't give a comment, didn't give a picture, um, and... They did give a rating, though, 4.5 out of 5. So interesting to know. I've actually met Siggy myself uh, at a different brewery. Really? Um, and oh. when you talk to him, he is not short of comments. He okay. is very... <laughs> he likes to throw out a lot of comments. Um, show, shout out to Siggy if he's, if he's listening. But uh, um, yeah, you're definitely a, a different character for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting, obviously, that there was no comment or a picture with it, right? So we didn't know exactly what we were getting when we kind of, like, cracked the beer and, and started yeah. pour, right? I, we could kind of, I don't know, deduce something, right? With a hazy IPA, we, you get the same kind of uh, visual profile. But without the picture, sometimes, again, with Untapped, that's a beautiful thing about it is you don't know exactly what you're going to get. Um, yeah. And if you don't know, you can go to Untapped, check it out, see what it looks like, and, and kind of get some of the... Um, the, the users or the drinkers, right? And yeah, to note, sure. also, as I was explaining earlier, to have this beer off a keg, um, he was able to have that at a place in uh, Kitchener. So they have kegged nice. a couple kegs of it, but also this was really, like, freshly, freshly bottled. Um, right. So this is... Must have been. Oh, it literally says on the date. What's the date? Uh, March 3rd. Wow. Right? Yeah. So we're, we're there. Yeah, we're pretty... <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Let me tell you. All right. So uh, thanks, uh, Siggy, for the 4.5 out of 5. We're going to get this uh, puppy rolling with our ratings. Um, I'm looking at a 4.25. I was going to say, you're, if we had the premium, you're going to go like 4.3 or 4.4, right <laughs> now. Premium would be nice, but you know what? I think uh, I was a little bit between. I didn't know exactly where to go, but I'm going to go with a 4.25 on this one. So for myself... Um, it's definitely a fresh IPA. I like the hops, everything. It's exactly what I look for in a hazy. Um, there's just that certain, as we said before, je ne sais quoi that's missing for me to make it a five, but it's pretty damn close. So I'm going to give it a 4.75. Wow. 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 And I'm I, I'm going to give it a five. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Did not see that coming. Let me tell you. Th- this is wow. an awesome... Awesome, awesome IPA. So what you're telling me is uh, next time in Kitchener, I should just drop by Counterpoint and pick up some beers for you. Yeah, and wow. hopefully they still have this in, in bottles. This is this is awesome. Um, this is not our first five, but first five recording. First five together. for you. Together. Yeah, yeah first five <laughs> for me on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, this is awesome. And producer Carter is giving it a 4.5. Um, and he's saying that it's gotten better uh, as he drank it. Um, and he, he he's throwing in a good note, like yep. the freshness is probably a key, right? That is, this, this was bottled just yeah. a few days ago. That is key. So we, we are drinking this fresh compared to like the last episode where we were drinking kind of like maybe a little bit less fresh yeah. IPAs. Um, so that gives us an overall score of 4.625. What do we do? So what do we do here? I think personally... It's got to go up to We're a 4.75. Yeah, right. This has got to be... Okay. Especially with I think a 5, so. right? Yeah. I think so. This is going to be the number one... Number one beer so far. Woo! Where 
us some sirens for that. <laughs> Hopefully that can come in in post-editing. Let me tell you. All right. Well, we apologize that we blew everybody's speakers out in your car. Your Please house, make sure that. that you turn your speakers down. Yeah, uh, a little bit too late for that one, Brett, but that's uh, typical for you. Uh, so that's all of the conversation that we have for CounterPoint and their beers. We're going to have some information. Uh, Chris, what are, we, what are we segmenting into here? Yeah, we are going to talk about our musical interests coming up. So we are back for our theme conversation. So this here has counterpoint leaving us on a high note. Or being a soprano, if you will. Or with that everlasting love. We're yes. certainly on a high note. That's right. Chris has found us everlasting love. I'm sorry to your wife. Uh, <laughs> but I know you still rate her a five out of five. So Absolutely. That's what matters. Ten out of five. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. I hope so, she listens to this part. So let's talk about our musical interests. Uh, genres, bands, decades. So, uh, Chris, why don't you get started there, uh, big guy? Yeah, so definitely in terms of genres, I like classic rock. Um, even like the grunge music, kind of we'll talk about the decades a little later, but yep. you know, the Nirvana, um, you know, s- similar grunge, uh, Nirvana, bands. yeah, Nirvana, Nirvana. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yeah, good. Do you like Nirvana? I, I really uh, like Nirvana. Bro, yeah. what do you got for... Uh, so I'm obviously, you know, as people maybe probably tell, because you guys can hear me, I'm a country music person, both uh, classic and new, uh, but I also like the 90s. So like, for example, you know, if uh, Oasis Wonderwall ever comes over the speakers, you'll probably hear me belt it out like uh, Tyler belted out Everlasting Love earlier, yeah. except you will not rate me a zero out of five. You will oh, rate me I don't know about higher that, than that. But I don't know about that. That's fair. I think, <laughs> I think one of my like grade seven dances, I danced with a female to Wonderwall. Uh, anyways, uh, so... Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing. Always the last song at uh, yeah, true. high school. Yeah. <laughs> dances. Very exactly. true. Yeah. So for, for myself, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, country music, but I also spin several different genres. So so whether it's like I listen to Lithium on Sirius XM or like yep. indie folk, whatever it might be, um, I also go back decades. So, so we'll get there in a second. But like I'll listen to anything from, I don't know, the Penguins all the way up to like Eric Clapton. And then Do Florida like me also. some Eric Clapton. Yeah. He was played yep. at my wedding. Yeah. He wasn't Steve- physically there at my wedding, but he was playing at my wedding. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is the same sort of thing. So like Stevie has spanned several generations, and we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So what about uh, producer Carter there, uh, Chris? Yeah, so producer Carter says that country is his go-to, but mm-hmm. he kind of listens to a little bit of everything, almost you know like what you're saying there. Yeah, um, likes the 90s, the 2000s. Um, really big Eminem fan for Pump Up. Yeah. So Have you th- ever had producer Carter as your DJ? When uh, driving no, him around, never, no. no, no. It's an interesting time. So let, let's just take sure. a, let's just take two seconds here, uh, producer Carter. If you can rhyme off some Eminem, all right, good job. All right, what <laughs> else? What else is there? Uh, yeah, so he likes rock, top forty, um, and then so he does work with the junior hockey team, which kind of keeps him young because of the the music they're listening to, like the more recent music. So. They like keep, some keep driver's license, some T-Swift. <laughs> That's how you know you're old, is yeah. when you have to make a comment about like how somebody else keeps you young. Yeah, yeah. Billie Billy Eilish, that's a person that's young, They right? keep me updated on what's oh, hip. hip. So we've kind of talked a little bit about uh, genres, per se, but like, what about like decades of music? So, uh, Chris, I can kind of relate to you a little bit. Like, I'll listen to classic vinyl and Sirius XM. Yeah, so right. I like, yeah, the classic vinyl, the classic rewind. Um, right. So, like, 60s, 70s, 80s that classic rock classic rock um, yeah. again the 90s the the rock in the 90s and then i do like 
the 2000s, like 2000 to 2009 okay. rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, well, that was like, for me, the sweet spot for, for sure. rap. I do remember you talking about the Jay-Z Linkin Park collaboration. Yes, that's right. That was one of your faves for sure. Uh, in terms of me, my like, I'm a big fan of like 90s country. Like me, some Garth Brooks, some George Strait, some Alan Jackson. Right, yeah. If you will. I was jamming actually some Alan Jackson on the way here, to be honest with you. Nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll get behind that. And so, like, again, I'm just kind of a, I don't know, a fruit cocktail of just different kind of years of music. Yep. I'll listen to anything from like 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up. And then, depending on what it is, like, as I said, like Stevie Wonder spans several like generations. For sure. Um, I get, you get into the country music, Zach Brown band, something that's kind of like newer, right? And yeah, I, I big know, fan of Zach Brown band. Same with your wife. Yes. Yeah. Same uh, with you. I have and, a good story about the Zach Brown band and you, but I'm not going to mention it. Yeah, it's a good story actually. We'll and, talk about that. later. And I'm not a humongous fan of country music. I will say there are a few artists that I do like, like Eric, who Eric Church, um, and I like a lot of Luke Bryan stuff. Right. So when we were growing up, um, grade seven and eight. Uh, we could go to these dances before before uh, our high school dances. What a dances. time to be alive. Yeah. So those were, the, those were the Kiwanis dances. That's when you uh, discovered yourself as a man and or a woman and or other. <laughs> and that's fine. And so those Kiwanis dances, uh, you you just kind of ball out to whatever music was playing. So yep. whether it was like Lose Yourself, Eminem. That was a big hit. Yeah. Right. Huge back in the day. Yep. One uh, uh, of producer Carter's favorite, Backstreet Boys. Produce, yeah. <laughs> Numb Encore, we've talked about, yeah, you know, some of those collaborations, Park, right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, any kind of like sports kind of like pump up songs, right? So, like, that's, that's more of like uh, uh, producer cars kind of stuff. So, Generations, I mean, we kind of touch base on a, a lot of those ones, right? So, yep. um, were there any kind of like musical instruments you guys played? Well, I'm a really big, uh, big fan of the triangle. I can uh, <laughs> now. <laughs> I did actually play a triangle. Uh, I'm surprised in, you even know what the shape is, let alone yeah. musical instruments. So that's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, I know what the shape of the triangle is. I did graduate high school and college after all, so all I have right. to know some shapes. Right. So did you play any music and instruments I or no? I did. I did. You, um, play? I played the trumpet in the grade nine arts rotation. Nice. Um, but I also did hear that uh, producer Carter, he was playing an uh, instrument as well back in the day. Oh. It's a flute. A flute? Yes. All right. I don't know if, what kind of, you know... The four part was that of that, yeah. but he played some sort of flute. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Interesting. So um, I, I did actually start playing the flute as well. So in my uh, elementary school, we started instruments in grade six. Okay. So I started yep. playing the flute in grade this six. This was the part where you're not supposed to mention that you play the flute, but okay. But I graduated, if you will, to uh, saxophone. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah. I played alto sax, alto sax for grade yeah. seven and eight. And right. then in grade nine, I played baritone sax nice. from grade nine to 12. Uh, I was a little bit of a band geek, if you yeah. will. Yeah, you don't uh, look like anything like it. No? No. I didn't go to band camp, but I was a band yes, geek. one time at band camp. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a reference in there at some point. Yeah. Interesting. So for myself, I played uh, clarinet in grade nine, another woodwind instrument. Yeah. Um, but I think, so Brent, myself, being the same um, school board, is we had to take, I think it was what, four, six weeks? Yeah, it was like six weeks of music, six weeks of art, six weeks of drama, and then he picked whatever one he wanted. One. But, and okay. I got the uh, out of music as fast as I could, went to drama because that's where I excelled. Those are my highest marks in high school. So for me, I took music because I knew it was going to be a bird course. So I was like, you know what? The easiest, as was drama for me. Yeah, easiest. We had a whole unit on whose line is it anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, and we'll take touch base on that when we talk about trauma. Um, but yeah, so that, that was just uh, myself. I, I took the uh, woodwind clarinet, and I only took band for uh, grade nine due to the fact that uh, it got a nice trip to Kansas Wonderland. Yeah, the, who doesn't the, like to go to Kansas Wonderland? The good thing about being in band is you got a credit in high school for the music class that you're in, as well as for being in band. Right. So that was really good in pushing up my average to go to university. Yeah. So, is there <laughs> any songs that have special meanings to us before we uh, wrap it up? Well, I I, I think I, I think would you guys be, are both you guys are both married, so you have to at least name one. I think I would be remiss without saying um, "From the Ground Up" by Dan and Shay. Nice. Uh, that was my wedding song, so yeah. definitely holds really? certain meaning. Yeah. Uh, mine was "Mean to Me" by Brett, Brett Eldridge, so uh, it does mean something to me. That's very good. And you know what? Stay tuned because I'll be getting married in 2022 and we'll decide what song that is. Eminem. 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 <laughs> Lose yourself. <laughs> we'll see when we get there. Stay tuned. Uh, pay attention to the podcast. Obviously, you have to now for the next year and a bit. Um, and then that way you can decide uh, or figure out what uh, song we have for our wedding. Yep. So that's going to be it for our theme conversation. Please stay tuned while we give you a farewell shortly. All right, so that's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite musician. So from all of us and producer Carter, I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And I'm Tyler. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. 